0: Here is the closing Schwab market update as of 4.15 p.m. Eastern Time, 15 minutes after market close for Monday, July 18th. Early gains for U.S. equities evaporated and the major indexes finished lower following an afternoon Bloomberg report that Apple plans to slow hiring and curb spending in some units next year. The downturn came as global recession concerns linger as monetary policies tighten. Earnings season continues to shift into a higher gear, with Dow member Goldman Sachs topping forecasts, while Bank of America posted mixed results. The economic calendar kicked off with a read on homebuilder sentiment falling much more than expected to a two-year low, while global preliminary July manufacturing and services sector reports are slated for later in the week, along with monetary policy decisions out of Japan and the Eurozone. Treasuries were lower, lifting yields, but the yield curve inversion remains. The US dollar was lower, pulling back noticeably from 20-year highs, while crude oil prices rallied and gold traded modestly higher. Europe was higher and Asia finished in the green, with markets in Japan closed for a holiday as the global markets showed some resiliency in the face of elevated recession concerns. The Dow Jones Industrial Average fell 216 points, or 0.7 percent, to 31,073. The S&P 500 index decreased 32 points, or 0.8%, to 3,831, and the NASDAQ composite lost 92 points, or 0.8%, to 11,360. In moderate volume, 4 billion shares of NYSE-listed stocks were traded, and 4.9 billion shares changed hands on the NASDAQ. WTI crude oil jumped $5.01 to $102.60 per barrel. Elsewhere, the gold spot price nudged $1.50 higher to $1,705.10 per ounce, and the dollar index lost 0.6 percent to 107.44. In equity news on Monday, Dow member Goldman Sachs Group Incorporated ticker symbol GS, reported second-quarter earnings per share of $7.73, above the $6.56 fact-set estimate, as revenues fell 23 percent year-over-year to $11.9 billion, topping the street's forecast of $10.8 billion. Goldman Sachs said its revenue decline reflected significantly lower net revenues in asset management and investment banking, partially offset by significantly higher net revenues in global markets and consumer and wealth management. The company's chief executive officer, David Solomon, said, quote, We delivered solid results in the second quarter as clients turned to us for expertise and execution in these challenging markets. Despite increased volatility and uncertainty, I remain confident in our ability to navigate the environment, dynamically manage our resources, and drive long term, accurate returns for our shareholders." End quote. The company confirmed a twenty five percent increase of its quarterly dividend to two dollars and fifty cents per share. Shares traded solidly higher. Bank of America Corporation, ticker symbol BAC, posted second-quarter earnings per share of 73 cents, below the forecasted 75 cents, as revenues rose 5.6 percent year-over-year to $22.7 billion, in line with expectations. The company noted new account openings for checking, consumer investments, and small businesses, along with continued loan growth, and this quote-unquote solid client activity coupled with higher interest rates drove strong net interest income growth, allowing it to perform well in a weakened capital markets environment. Bank of America said it grew capital and book value quarter over quarter, and despite expenses recognized for certain regulatory matters in the second quarter, it was able to hold expenses flat quarter over quarter, which included seasonally higher compensation expenses. Shares were higher. The second-quarter earnings season continues to heat up, and the markets are paying close attention to the health of profit margins and economic activity as the Fed gets aggressive with its monetary policy tightening amid a backdrop of signs of slowing economic growth. Schwab's chief investment strategist Lizanne Saunders discusses the economy in her latest article titled, What's Going On With Jobs? How the June jobs report was cheered by economic bulls given its strength in level terms, but rates of change among leading indicators don't favor a soft landing outcome for the economy. You can follow Lizanne on Twitter at Lizanne Saunders. Read all our market commentary on our Insights and Education page, and you can follow us on Twitter at Schwab Research. In other equity news, Dow component Boeing Company, ticker symbol BA, announced that Delta Airlines Incorporated ticker symbol DAL, has agreed to order 100 of its 73710 jets with options for an additional 30 planes. Shares of Boeing Company ended the trading session nearly unchanged, while Delta Airlines traded higher. Shares of Dow member Apple Incorporated, ticker symbol AAPL, finished lower after Bloomberg reported that the tech giant plans to slow hiring and curtail spending in some units next year, citing people familiar with the matter. Apple did not comment on the report. In economic news on Monday, the National Association of Home Builders, or NAHB, housing market index showed homebuilder sentiment in July fell to 55, the lowest since May 2020, from June's unrevised 67 level, in and well below the Bloomberg estimate of a dip to 65. The NAHB said, quote, affordability is the greatest challenge facing the housing market, end quote. Also, the report said, quote, production bottlenecks, Rising home building costs and high inflation are causing many builders to halt construction because the cost of land, construction, and financing exceeds the market value of the home. Schwab's Lizanne Saunders discusses the housing market in her article titled Can't Find My Way Home? How a Spike in Prices and Interest Rates Has Dealt a Significant Blow to Housing Affordability, Elevating the Potential for the Housing Market's Weakness to Dampen Economic Growth. Treasuries Were Lower. The inversion of the two-year and 10-year notes remains intact, with the markets grappling with an aggressive Fed to fight high inflation and what the ultimate impact will be on the economy. Schwab's chief fixed-income strategist, Kathy Jones, discusses this in her latest article titled, Fed Rate Hikes, Why Are Bond Yields Falling?, noting that the Federal Reserve's pledge to curb inflation appears to have resonated with the market. She adds that if the central bank raises rates as much as recent projections indicate, The risk of recession rises. Kathy concludes that consequently, bond yields have been pulling back from recent highs and the yield curve has flattened. You can follow Kathy on Twitter at Kathy Jones. The yields on the two year and the 10 year Treasury notes, along with the 30 year bond, rose four basis points to 3.17%, 2.97%, and 3.14%, respectively. More housing data is slated for release tomorrow, courtesy of the June report on housing starts and building permits. Starts are forecasted to have increased 2% month-over-month month to an annual rate of 1,580,000 units, while permits are expected to decline at 2.7% month-over-month month to an annual rate of 1,650,000 units. In international news on Monday, European equities were broadly higher following Friday's solid gains. The global markets began the week in positive fashion despite heightened expectations that the Fed and other global central banks are tightening monetary policy to try to cool off persistent inflation pressures. Meanwhile, the markets awaited this week's monetary policy decisions from the European Central Bank and Bank of Japan, while a host of preliminary July reads on manufacturing and services sector output around the globe are also on tap. The US dollar has pulled back from 20-year highs, and the euro and British pound traded higher. Bond yields gained ground in the eurozone and the UK. The economic calendar in the region was dormant today, but the markets digested earnings results that have begun to pour in, with banking results out of the U.S. mixed. Inflation has been the main driver of tighter monetary policies, and Schwab's chief global investment strategist Jeffrey Kleintop, CFA, offers his latest article titled Shortages Have Led to Gluts, noting how inventory gluts have been bad news for the stocks of companies experiencing them but could also be indicating an inflation peak which tends to be an ingredient for market bottoms. You can follow Jeff on Twitter at Jeffrey Kleintop. The UK FTSE 100 index and France's CAC 40 index increased 0.9%, Germany's DAX index rose 0.7%, Italy's FTSE MIB index gained 1.1%, while Spain's IBEX 35 index and Switzerland's Swiss market index traded 0.2% to the upside. Stocks in Asia finished to the upside to kick off the new week, with global market sentiment upbeat as earnings results are set to pour in, along with a host of July manufacturing and services data. Also, the markets are awaiting monetary policy decisions from the Bank of Japan and European Central Bank. Equities are showing some resiliency in the face of ongoing concerns about a global recession as central banks outside of Japan and China tighten monetary policies to combat high inflation pressures. Meanwhile, the markets are gaining ground despite the ongoing COVID disruption in China and Macau that has forced further lockdowns to cloud the outlook. The economic calendar in the region is quiet today and volume is lighter than usual as markets in Japan were closed for a holiday. Amid the backdrop of lockdowns in China and the ensuing slowdown in economic growth, Schwab's Jeffrey Kleintop discusses in his article titled, Recession in China? How China's economy and consumer market has likely slipped into a recession, at least by China standards. Jeff takes a look at the short-term and long-term impacts of any extended disruption of the lockdowns on consumer spending and business output. China's Shanghai Composite Index rallied 1.6 percent, and the Hong Kong Hang Seng Index jumped 2.7 percent. South Korea's KOSPI Index increased 1.9 percent. Australia's S&P ASX 200 Index advanced 1.2 percent, and India's S&P BSE Sensex 30 Index moved 1.4 percent to the upside. Tomorrow's international economic calendar will hold trade figures from Switzerland labor data from the UK as well as CPI from the Eurozone.